Welcome to the weekly episode. We're on number 22 and we're with the grocery guru that is Andrew Grant. Andrew, hello, how are you doing? Very good, Darren. Are you well? Yes, I'm well. I'm well. This week, I think, has been a slow news week. So, Andrew, what have you got in our post bag for us? Yeah, it has. I, I didn't pick up anything really of much note this week, which is a um, dangerous thing to say because it probably means I've missed something really important. But um, no, um, as you know, we get what? 12, 15 queries a week, either email or, or uh, whatever from clients. And um, yeah, there's been a bit of a theme over the last couple of weeks. Um, obviously it's, it's result season uh, or year end season. So just about all the supermarkets year ends are either between the 1st of Jan and the 1st of April, basically. Right, so, um, okay, so and, um, we're in result season. So you're, uh... An experienced person, you've been through this for quite a number of years. I'm an account manager, let's say. What can I expect in results season? Well, no, it's, it's one of the things I've been getting the most queries about um, is that obviously um, most bars working at home. A um, lot of, you know, a lot of um, uh, consolidation of buying teams, so fewer buyers. Because I always remember when I used to do it, the um, you know the pressure to get annual terms agreed with all your suppliers. Yeah. Um, you know, you inevitably start with the very big ones. Yeah. But there's then this de desperate rush to get the smaller suppliers' terms agreed before the start of your new financial year. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So if I'm a buyer and I'm in results season, January, February, March, I'm trying to get terms agreed with all my suppliers. How many suppliers might I, might I have? I don't, it depends on the size of the category, but, you know, 30 to 100. Okay, so there's a, there's a lot I've got to get done, and these are quite technical, these are legal things. No, it's, it's a negotiation, and, um, you know, obviously each year I want a better overrider, or I want uh, higher gate fees for, for those gate fees that you're allowed to do. So you yeah. have to have a to-and-fro conversation with every single supplier, assuming that every single supplier doesn't say yes instantly. <laughs> um, but the problem that now happens with GSCOP yep. is, and, and this has been where I've been getting the, the calls, is that uh, the biggest single protection a supplier has under GSCOP is that the named retailers cannot do anything that is retrospective. Okay. It's an absolute no-no. All right, so, so let me just understand that. So I'm an account manager. You're saying that they can't ask me for stuff retrospectively they can't ask me for now is the first of march or whatever it is i want stuff for february yeah yeah exactly so you know the 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 um the difficulties buyers are getting themselves into is that they haven't agreed terms with their suppliers on time yep. and they're saying things like look we haven't agreed terms we'll roll over this year's terms which is allowed but as soon as we do agree terms the new terms get backdated to the start of my financial year uh, uh okay all right and so i understand that are we talking about this is a a tesco or a um an asda thing is this just their policy or is it something more well is obviously only 13 name retailers are covered by g scott um clearly i'm not going to name who you know our, our, well, no, you know our, our it's um it's our clients um as suppliers wouldn't want us to be divulging which particular retailers it is um, and it's not any one particular retailer, actually. Um, so 
I don't think it is, you know, it's not a systemic problem that one retailer is deliberately delaying its terms negotiations. I genuinely get the impression it's very busy buyers with lots of suppliers to talk to and they're, they're running out of time. Okay. And so they're then obviously under pressure from their boss and the finance teams to put in place the terms for the new financial year. Yep. And some of them are making the mistake of saying, well, we'll backdate the terms to the start of the year, which is an absolute breach of, of GSCOP. Okay, and that's where I was going with my question. This isn't a company policy thing by any of the one or all name retailers. We're talking about a piece of law. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's an absolute slammed up piece of law that they, they, they cannot break. Okay. Um, and, you know, some very interesting discussions. And, and the reason account managers have been talking to us is they want to know, you know, how do I use this? Um, you know, and our advice always is, is there any point making a formal complaint and taking one of these retailers through the legal process? Because you don't, you as the supplier don't get much back as a result. However, you know, most buyers will be horrified that they've potentially broken the law. Um, and then obviously you're in a negotiation around terms. So of course the supplier can agree that we'll backdate terms, but, um, but I, if I was a supplier, I'd want something back in return. Fairly meaty. Of course, and, and if one of these 13 named retailers does break GSCOP um, and they get found out, what, what's the ultimate penalty of this? Uh, ultimate penalty is 1% fine of their UK turnover. But what you have to remember is the code's been going since it's been law since 2010. It's had an adjudicator since 2015. Yeah. And not a single retailer has been fined yet. Yeah. OK. OK. And we've got a new, new grocery code, groceries code adjudicator just come in, Mark White. OK. Yeah. Um, and he's done a Q and a, Q and a on our website. All right. Cool. Let's come back to you in the results season. January, February, March, retailers are trying to get money in. You're saying they can't do it retrospectively. I'm an account manager. What else should I be looking out for? And be concerned? Uh, no, good point. Because the, the the other thing that is cropping up as these as these terms documents are flying backwards and forwards, um, the other two biggest watchwords in GSCOP, the difference between request and require. Okay. So, in very broad terms, there's very little that retailers can require of a supplier, mm -hmm. but they can request almost anything. Right. Okay. And when these when these retro, potentially retrospective terms documents are flying to and fro, I'm looking at the small print and it's it's amazing where it says things like um, the re, uh, the uh, on agreement of these terms, the supplier agrees to pay for X, Y and Z. That's a requirement to me. Okay, okay. So we're getting into some of the grey of the law as to whether that really means require or, or request. What I'm hearing is three R's. We've got the retrospective one, which would be oh, good. On, yeah. yeah. Then we've got the request and we've got the require. So if nothing else, an account manager ought to have their radar up for these three R's. Yeah. And as you know, some of our clients have quite rightly been doing, get on the phone to us or get on the email to us so that we can give them a bit of a bit of guidance um because to me it's as i said it's not a question of you know getting you know phoning mark white white up and you know making a formal complaint i think that could backfire on you 
And we know from all the surveys that over half the suppliers in the UK are frightened of making a formal complaint in case that, you know, in case there's retribution. And I, I get that. Um, but as I said, um, I would be using it as part of that to and fro negotiation. You know, negotiations all about relative power bases, all about tradables. Yep. If you can put your bar on the back foot because they've made a probably an inadvertent mistake, um, they'll be horrified when you call that out. Um, and they'll be much more then open to some form of trading negotiation. And that's sometimes all you really want is just to get the buyer to the table to negotiate. And often it can be hard even just to get that to happen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So I'm going to ask you to do two things for us to help people listening. The first is, would you talk about the written supplier agreement for us, please? Because I know that's important. Okay. Well, we haven't got long and it, it's, uh, it's uh, not necessarily something you can cover comprehensively. But yeah, the, the written supply agreement is the heart of any protection you have under GSCOT. And this is why these new these these terms documents become important because it's not specified exactly what a written supply agreement looks like. It's not a piece of paper with a great big, this is your written supply agreement on it. It, it is potentially a terms document for next year. Cool. And yeah, the, sorry, go so, so sort of the latest piece of paper, the latest terms document, the latest JBP you have could constitute your written supply agreement. And so, you know, every account manager must go through that, as you've just said, with this sort of, you know, G-Scott radar pinging in their head for any one of the three hours. And I understand that from the research, only one in two suppliers has it. Is my research up to date or has it changed? Oh, no, it's, it's, it's more than that. I, I do actually forget the number. It's, it's quite a high proportion. Uh, I do remember, I think, Aldi and Lidl have the highest proportion of their suppliers with a written supply agreement. And it's in you know, like the 80%. Okay, okay. I think as you get down the bottom of the list, some of the newer, um, uh, some of the newer retailers added to GSCOP, I, I still think they're over 50, but don't hold me to that. Okay, all right. So we've still got a chunk of suppliers who potentially don't have a written supplier agreement. Okay. Yeah. All right. And the last bit, so I know we've only got 60 seconds left, is could you do a pitch for business sake, our new GSCOP and competition law product? <clears throat> you have to re just repeat that bit, Darren. We seem to have. Oh, uh, could you do a pitch to our viewers for our new product, Business Safe, which is about GSCOP and competition law, where we keep them up to date? Yeah, no, um, absolutely. Yes, no. So we do have that new um, business tool we've been working on, where um, I guess it's a bit like a doctor's surgery, isn't it? That, you know, for a. Um, these new internet doctors where you, you know, if you, if you want to have a consultation with a doctor and not wait in the NHS queue, you get on the app and you can get a, a qualified doctor to talk to you pretty instantly. Well, we've got that when it comes to GSCOP and competition law. Uh, sign up with us and you get pretty immediate access to advice on the very things we've just been talking about. Andrew, thank you again for your guru-ness. No problem. Next week. Take care. Bye-bye.